This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Second episode of 2019. I'm loving it. Already a good year. What are you feeling? What are, what are your updates? <laughs> so I recently went on vacation and I realized that I am not good at going on vacation. We got to fix that immediately. I know. And it's really frustrating because I thought I was a person that was good at going on vacation, but I realized that I don't I I'm so um attached to my routine because you know like I got the gym in the morning I go to work I get my coffee I sit down I read my newsletters like I have a whole thing that goes on and then even in the evening I'm usually in bed by 10 10 30 at the latest so I don't do anything past 8 30 out of my apartment because I need to like mentally get ready for bed at 8 30 <laughs> And then watch a couple shows, decompress, (laughs) then go to bed. So I have like a very strong routine. And so going on vacation, not only like did I want to get up and at them early, earlier than I should on vacation, but I also didn't want to go out at night. And that was a little frustrating because my boyfriend is not that way. Doug is not that way. So he likes to like be out and doing stuff. And so he had to kind of like drag me out at the end of the night. And I felt so good once we were out. But before that, I was like, no, I need to be in bed. And it was so frustrating. So three days in, I got used to being on vacation and only had like three days left (laughs) to be on vacation. It's a good thing it wasn't a long weekend. Seriously, seriously. So it was it was really good to take a break, be in the sunshine. We were in Florida. Um, We had like 80 degree days, which were awesome. It was so nice. And I faced some fears. I got on a scooter, did some things. Um, But I think for our next vacation, I really want to lean into not being on such a tight schedule and figure out how to like pre you know how we talked about in one of our episodes how to like mentally prepare to be on vacation from the work mentality. Mm -hmm. I, I need to learn how to do that from the like routine scheduled mentality as well. And I think that that will really help at least give it one day versus like three to four days of getting used to being schedule-less. Yeah. It's like figuring out what your vacation routine is. Yes, exactly. And how to like get there before I'm actually physically wherever I'm going. Yeah. I feel like the act of taking a flight for me Mm -hmm. or packing a suitcase is like you're shaking everything from your normal system and making it new. Yeah. That's a good plan. The way that I approach vacations is very different from my everyday life. Mm -hmm. I usually You are very good at going on vacation. Yeah. So I feel like just figuring out what your your vacay routine might look like. And it's like, you know, getting up early. One of the things that helps is we get up and we eat a full breakfast, Mm -hmm. which I never do at home. And that helps get into the, like, vacation mentality. Yeah. That's what I should do. And I don't generally eat breakfast. And so maybe... And... It's so weird because, like, 
I don't like to sleep in, but I recognize that I need it. And so I sleep until like nine-ish, 9.30-ish. And so I'm not eating until like 10. And I'm like, I might as well wait till like 11.30 to eat breakfast. And then like every, that whole mentality is shot. So it'll be a work in progress, but I like that way of thinking. Yeah. Like have something that's going to start the day on the vacation foot. Yes. And do it that way. And just like maybe have like an afternoon cocktail or something. We did start doing that about three days in. I think I took a picture of my rosé and I was like, yes, I'm on vacation. And I was like, why haven't I been drinking rosé since I got here? Exactly. (laughs) 80 degree, like basically summer days. I should have been like drinking it straight off the plane. Yeah. Or like whatever activity it is or place that you're going to. It's like you were on the beach mm-hmm. like get to the beach immediately do the Sit, thing that's going to put you in that me- in that throw place. your sunnies on mm-hmm. feel the rays on your skin and have a midday bev i think that is the cure all for any type of anxiety i feel about going on vacation yeah because then you'll just be like oh this is different than home yes. i'm in a new world because i generally don't do a midday bev I was doing a little dance. It was nice. It was a cute <laughs> shimmy that you had there. <laughs> All right. Now I'm planning a vacation. So <laughs> Super, super ready. Um, what about you? What's going on? So following suit from our uh, accomplishments and goals episode, E49, if you guys want to go back and listen, um, I did the write-out process myself. Ooh, okay. I did it on New Year's Day which I felt was slightly different than my past situation. Usually I do it like before the new year, but I really took advantage of vacation time and did literally nothing. That's good. I shut my brain off. So once New Year's Day hit, I was like, I can't let this go on any longer because this is something that like, I wanted to start the year with like a really good mindset about where I was headed. Mm -hmm. And so, when I went back, I'm first of all just really proud of the things that I accomplished in this year because there were some really big ones from um, like two main standouts were like the boundary setting and being able to learn how to comfortably say no to more things and not Huge. feel guilty about it, mm-hmm. um, which we've also discussed. <laughs> um, and I paid off my college loans, which is Yay! huge. Huge. Um, so I think from that standpoint, like those were kind of really big things that were weighing on me and like just trying to take things less personally. And I felt like a lot of the theme that came out, especially as it related to kind of like personal development and work development, uh, as they kind of came together, um, was patience mm-hmm. as a theme. Ooh, I love that. And I feel like that's an important thing for me to acknowledge and remember is like, Stop trying to rush things. Everything will happen in due time. Take it as you see it. Um, and then, obviously, what we created with Queen Speaking, huge accomplishment. That's Super kind of proud of it. We did, we did do that. That's a, that's a cool thing. Um, so as I think about this new year and the goals that I set, a lot of it has a theme around being bold. Oh! <gasps> Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna kick things up a notch. Okay, see what happens. That's exciting. Take the stage. <laughs> I'm ready to take the stage. So there's a lot of people that I follow that have been talking about like they pick a word for each year, and I've never done that because I'm like, how do you pick just one word? Because <laughs> yeah, that feels like actually, a really big thing. This was an accident. It just was like, oh, it really seems like a lot of the things that I'm writing about and my accomplishments showed me patience. 
difference. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, now that I feel like I have that, let me look at and see if there's a theme that's throughout all my goals. Right. And it's really interesting. To I didn't choose it, but it... It chose you. It chose me. And it whispered to you from the other side of the room. <laughs> choose me. Choose Pick me. me. Pick me. <laughs> choose me. Um, oh, my God. Grey's Anatomy is so good. <laughs> um, but I love that word. And I like how it kind of, like it kind of came to you and and it did just kind of present itself based on what you're looking to accomplish and what you've already kind of looked at even a few days in. So that's exciting. It's a good 30 theme too. And I love the word bold from the event that we did at um, Three Brothers, that bold wine, Fortune Favors the Bold. I loved everything about the wine itself, the name, the label, <laughs> like everything like, I I'm loved. all in. I was all in. So I think that's a great word and I'm excited. Maybe that will be my exclusive wine that I'm <gasps> drinking in 2019. Should I pick an exclusive wine to drink in 2019? <laughs> <laughs> First, I have to come up with my word. <laughs> I love that. That's great. So good. Um, speaking of bold things, is there anything bold that is inspiring you this week? Well, in my pile of newsletters that I went through over vacation, um, I found this lovely quiz article, mm. which TED Talk are you? We love the quiz. I, we love a quiz and we love TED Talks. <laughs> so I took the test and I got How to Build and Rebuild Trust by Frances Frey. Mm. I watched it. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Obviously. She talks about the ways to approach um, building trust, a lot of it has to do with authenticity, empathy, logic, vulnerability. All your favorite things. All my favorite things. Um, but I, what I liked when they explained, you know, your TED Talk, they give you a little uh, description of yourself. So it said, quote, you like learning from the practices in different kinds of workplaces and thinking how you might possibly adapt them for your own. Ooh. You're interested in leadership, not because of the status, but because leading is a way of creating an organization where other people can thrive. Um, I am obsessed with that because that is you to a T. Mm. <laughs> it really is. And it just makes me so excited for your bold year. Yeah. Because I just feel like that, it's like a puzzle that just came together. Everything's everything's coming together. <gasps> we'll see what happens. I'm so excited. But I will link to this in our show notes, queenspeaking.com slash 51. 51. Whoa. We made it. We're we, past 50. We, <laughs> we, can, we can walk away. We made it. <laughs> That's what that means, right? <laughs> So I want to find I you need to take this so I can find out what you are. I'm excited. I'm going to do that. Cool. Because again, loves a quiz. What are you inspired by this week? This week, I was able to watch an older um, YouTube video from Bon Appetit, and it was Carla Lolly Music and Ina Garten. Saw it. Loved it. You saw it? Yeah. I don't know why I'm so behind. This was like two months ago. I am a. Uh, bon Appetit subscriber, so she was in it, and then I follow them on Instagram. I it all it, came together for it's you. It's all it ex- I exist on all their. They're really good at coming at you from all angles. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Whoever runs their ship when it comes to their media, they are just awesome. Yeah. Um. So this came across actually now. Bon Appetit is the first and only YouTube channel I subscribe to. <laughs> Whoa. Because I am like that obsessed, and I know at one point I. 
um, had talked about how they have these personalities. And there was an article specifically from BuzzFeed about why Mm -hmm. this man watches the Bon Appetit YouTube channel. But I really enjoyed this video because... I I think, you know, everybody's obsessed with Ina, which I now know is Ina and not Ina. Um, but it was super simple. So it was just the two of them cooking scone, making scones and like quipping back and forth. And I love me some Carla quips because she's just phenomenal. But Doug said something really funny at like when they were breaking to like watch them bake or whatever. And Doug was like, she grandmothered everybody in the kitchen, like talked to them about what they were working on, tried some of their stuff, walked around and gave little pep talks all over the place. Oh my goodness, that's so cute. And it was super cute. And I loved that he said he she grandmothered people because that's exactly what she did. And if Ina Garten was my grandmother. <gasps> I mean, I don't, there's nothing better than that. And my grandmother's both great cooks, both phenomenal cooks. Mine have both since passed, so (laughs) I have a spot open. (laughs) You're ready for some Ina? (laughs) (laughs) But it was just super cute, and it gave you that, like, feel-goods that I needed in that moment to, like, have some feel-goods. And I also got one of Ina's cookbooks for Christmas from my parents. The new one? I don't know if it's the new one. I have to figure out. I can't remember what the name of it is because I, uh, you know, I assume she has many. She has several. (laughs) So, um... It was just very timely that I also was watching this and it all came together for me. But that's a really good one. Anything from Carla is like a dose of happiness all the time. But this one was like her happiness plus Ina's grandmotheredness. So cute. Just overlapped and just like tucks you into bed and like scoots you under and just like waits for your goodnight kiss. (laughs) It was perfect. So we'll share that if you haven't seen it. And also scones perfect scones and I was watching and I've made scones a couple times it was like a cheddar bacon scone that Mm -hmm. I've made and I really love them and so I was like oh my god Ina and I have both made scones (laughs) so I felt at at one with her (laughs) but that was really good so that was what was inspiring me this week love it yeah well give it to me straight Sid what are we talking today one of our very first episodes was all about budget basics I think it was we released four episodes right at the get-go was right at the beginning two. it was episode two okay so it was our budget basics and we got really um very honest about where we were at personally and then what our goals were and also how we were achieving those goals and i remember getting very honest and transparent and so recognizing that growth happens i thought that this would be or we thought this would be a great opportunity since that was basically the beginning of 2018 that at the beginning of 2019 we talk about what has happened in the last year and how we reevaluate our budgets and why we reevaluate our budgets and how we look at that growth and and kind of where we go from here and the things that have changed what's not changed and what our next steps are how do you prepare for the evolution of your money needs that's something that you will come to that will come to pass in your life at every stage, I even think about how so much has changed in just this past year. Yeah. So if that's the case for us, I can only imagine all the things that you guys are looking to achieve. Mm-hmm. So if you want the budget 101, like easy breakdown on how to just get a, a handle on your on your dollars, mm-hmm. go back and listen to episode two because mm-hmm. we're going to 
get into it. Kick it up a, a little bit more specifically. And it's so funny because back then, way back then, I didn't think that firstly I would be where I am now. And I couldn't see past where I was. Like, because I was so focused on what we were working on. And so it's really exciting to see what has happened in the last year and be able to now reevaluate because reevaluating was never ever on my radar. <laughs> and the fact that it only took you a year, year and six months to like start anew. Fully, fully flip my life over. Love it. It's pretty exciting. Well, let's speak, Queens. Let's do it. Let's start with a brief recap of where we were. Would you like to start or would you like me to start? I'll start. Okay. Um, I, at, at that time, <laughs> long, long time ago, 2018, early, early 2018. Years and years ago. <laughs> years ago. I was really in this mode of just trying to regain control of my funds because I had done the thing that you did previously of like just under having a basic understanding of like mm-hmm. where my money is going so i was kind of in this like okay i now have enough money to do the things that i want to do and had extra cash and but i was like being a little frivolous with mm-hmm. my extra cash so i was like okay let's rein it in let me figure out like where are my excess categories that I'm spending money in and so i was really focused on trying to pay off my college loans which i did Mm, yeah, get it. So there's that. <laughs> Small wins, whatever. <laughs> um, but then really thinking about setting up an online savings account and saving up for an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed to me that those two things couldn't happen at the same time. Um, but it was actually pretty cool to be able to kind of have two seamless, like being able to focus my budget so that I was saving more money mm-hmm. um, and being able to fund my online savings account for my emergency fund Mm -hmm. which as a reminder for everyone that's about enough to cover three to six months of your major expenses in case of emergency or unemployment (laughs) i.e emergency fund (laughs) so um i accomplished both of those things which is super exciting but then i came to this end of year i hit you know the end of 2018 and i'm like where do i go now Mm -hmm. how do i think about my money when i have like these two big things that were hanging over my head where it's like you don't think that you're ever going to get to this point and then you feel kind of lost so what's next which i think we'll get into a little bit more specifically so where were you a year ago today sid i was fully starting from square one when i when we started this process and when I decided, okay, you really need to get it together because you can't continue to live like kind of by the seat of your pants. Right. Like you said, I I wasn't, I was overspending, but I wasn't going into crazy amounts of debt. I could always pay my bills, which was for me felt like success. And then you realize, Oh, that might be success. But at the same time, like there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you can't actually save money and you can Um, create goals for yourself that you can do with that saved money, with the emergency fund, with building on top of that emergency fund. Um, I worked with my co-accountant, who, if you all remember, is Chell. And I'm happy to say that I still work with Chell over a year later. (laughs) She's still, you know, one of my best friends. But in addition to that, she is still helping with my finances. (laughs) 
So we set a goal for the emergency fund. We wanted to pay down the credit card debt and we wanted to, well, we, I needed to learn how to um, break down how much I was spending and where and how to make and, and I wanted to make a few major purchases like over the last year. So I was able to pay off my credit card. I got to my emergency fund goal as of two weeks ago. Yeah. Yay. And um, I have a much better grasp on where I was overspending. And so the way that we did that is all in episode two. Um, but it was really enlightening to do that breakdown and use cash and write down every single thing I was spending on and where it was going. So that's kind of where I was um, at this point last year. And um, it was kind of, it's like a little, you know, prickly to think about where that was and, and how much has changed in this, this past year. So Yeah, because you kind of think back and you're like, how was I ever in this place? And it makes you, well, it makes me a little frustrated with myself. Like you could have been in a totally different place if you had just gotten it together earlier, but the past is in the past and necessary changes were made. But if you're kicking yourself for where you should be, and that's like the shooting all over yourself quotes thing, um, there can't be that mentality. And I have to tell myself all the time that you can't have the mentality of where you should be or what you should have done differently or what you could have done differently because frankly it's just it's that's over it's that option has passed and the only thing that you can do at this point is is actually move forward and recognize what is in your control right now yes yes that is why we made some decisions on where to focus now that is true (laughs) um I think when you're in a place where you have overcome the hurdle or achieved the goal that you set in our case we have. Mm-hmm. We hope that you all have as well. Um, this now presents itself as a perfect time to reassess so you don't let your budget fall to the wayside because that's exactly where I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Was like, I don't need a budget anymore. Right. Oh, scary. You will always need a budget. <laughs> but categories and goals and the way that you approach it will evolve and change. Exactly. change. So let's say you were you're currently in the position that I was in a year ago and you've fallen off the wagon, how do you get back on it and refocus or set new budget goals? Because I think that's the most important thing of like, how do I think about this differently so that I can continue to maintain control and also feel the financial freedom that allows me to make decisions and purchase the things that make me feel happy? Yes. Yes. Goals. When I started, I had to really shift my mindset that a budget was something to empower, not take away power. And that was a really hard place to get to because as like we know now, my routine thing like feels like a very strong hold on my life and a budget just felt like a stronger hold Mm -hmm. and not allowing me to do what I wanted to do, which was like buy whatever I wanted, do whatever I wanted. But when when I was able to actually shift that mindset, it really was amazing how much I looked forward to putting money away and not overspending and things like that. But... About six months in, I re- I lost that mentality, and it was really challenging and frustrating. I think even in one of our episodes in June, I had said, like, I've, I've fallen off the wagon a little mm-hmm. bit. I need to figure out how to get back on. And so it was, it was frustrating because I was sitting here being like, screw this. I don't want to do this anymore. But at the same time, I was like, 
but you really should be, and you want this for this, yourself. <laughs> this works, so keep doing it. <laughs> exactly. It was this crazy push-pull of me in my brain yelling at myself. And so I had this pep talk with Chell, and we were able to readjust how to make those goals happen. Because like you said, you you get to a point where you're always going to need a budget, but that the way that you do it will change and evolve with the way that your life is. And and I think that evolving is really based on like meeting the goals that you've set for yourself. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not your end goal, but it is, oh, you have a handle on your spending now, you can change the way that you kind of monitor that spending. So even if you're not at the place that you want to be ultimately, because that is like a moving target, um, you can shift the way that you do things as you meet like your mental goals almost and the way that you like kind of like get comfy with the new normal. And so I never really got that in place. I think I never realized that I had gotten a handle on it and and so because of that, I was like, screw this. And like, I like felt like I was trying to break out of a cement box. Um, but when we readjusted the goals, we did that in like kind of two big areas around the general budgeting and then really looking at retirement. And so that's where we are today is really changing the way that um, I budget myself and how Chelsea has helped me kind of reevaluate the way we do that. And one of the biggest ways is that we switched from having specific spending goals for each of my categories. So again, going back to that first episode that you can do a deep dive into, I had like 10 categories. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. And you started out with envelopes. and Cash. Straight up cash. (laughs) Yeah, it was awful. Um, I remember one time we went out shopping and we're looking for things and I was like, okay, what's your budget? And you were like, $25. I was like... That's good to know. And I have it right here in my hand. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. So I'm going to put down this uh, giant, fuzzy, $600 footstool. I think, and I remember that. It was so funny because I think I was thinking, I just need to spend something. <laughs> I'm feeling a little antsy. You're like, ooh, oven mitts. <laughs> something new and shiny. So we switched from having that be specific spending goals for each category to being an overall spending goal for the full pay period. Yeah. So instead of looking at like food, drinks, housewares, <laughs> stuff like that, entertainment, um, I was able to say, okay, this is what the whole number should be. And Chelsea was like, this is what the whole number should be for the pay period. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. So that was like the evolving process of the budgeting. And I think the categories started to be more stressful than helpful because I was like, I just want to spend another $3 on coffee and I have maxed out my coffee goal, but I'm way under on my food goal. So so it starts to be like, why am I even doing this? And that's where everything cracked open is because I was like, why am I even doing this? If I'm being so restrictive that I can't even get myself a coffee, this is crazy. And so Chelsea and I had a very honest conversation about what had happened in the last like six to eight months and why it was probably time to look at doing it differently. And it it was a hard conversation to have because we're sitting there being, you know, best friends that are also like working together on this thing that's a little touchy. (laughs) Yeah. And, and she was like, I'm here to support you and I'm ready to talk you through this. You need to tell me what you need from me. And I was like, I don't know what I need from you. It's like a relationship fight. (laughs) It was, but it was like a very, and it was a very good, like, 
opening conversation for us too, I think, to really say like, she needed to know what I needed from her and I needed to take the time to figure it the frick out because I, I was like super stuck. And so that was that evolution of the budgeting, which feels like a huge like trip around the sun mm-hmm. when really what it was was open communication with a person who was being so helpful and was so ready to dive in. But when I didn't know what my goals were anymore, that's when things fall apart. Right. So that was really, really helpful. And I think the idea, it's not necessarily that you're loosening the reins. It's just taking out the thing that in your mind was restrictive to you. Exactly. And being able to say, like, every month is going to be a little bit different. And, Mm -hmm. like, you might spend X number of dollars on shopping and then X number of dollars on groceries. And then that flips the next month just because of the way the world works. Exactly. And things that are happening in your life and whatever. So I think it is... It's helpful to recognize what are the things that you need to to stay within so that you can feel empowered by the budget and figuring out what needs to be pushed to the wayside as far as like in your case, the categories weren't necessarily helpful. Absolutely. And they were right at the beginning. It was exactly what I needed. But again, being able to go back and have that honest conversation and have us both like spill our guts a little bit and say like this is how I'm feeling and this is what I need from you and this is what you need from me it helped us really figure out what the next step would look like and how we could continue to like figure this out and reach for goals that were still super attainable just like again shifting that mindset yeah that's why this evolution idea of the budget is so important to think about because the only way you're going to know where your money's going is if you do that very intense breakdown. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it's like, let's take the training wheels off. Right. Let's see what you can do. Right. And there was this embarrassment factor, I think, for me because I had fallen off at one point And I was like, oh, I don't want to like talk about how I've fallen off because that sucks to look at in the face. And so having someone, I like, hu- like hugely, hugely advice, advise that if you're going to work with someone, have it be someone that you are not afraid to be embarrassed with, even if you are really embarrassed mm-hmm. and have and know that that person is fully on your team and just wants to see you succeed. Because the moment that Chell and I were on the phone and she's like, all I want for you is for you to be successful and we need to figure out how to do this together. And so knowing that there's someone there that has seen you through like your most embarrassing moments anyway, um, makes it much easier to say like, okay. I screwed up. Help me fix this. Um, So that was a big deal. That was a really big deal when it came to the budgeting thing. When it comes to the retirement thing, much shorter story. I had a great conversation with the representative that I work with um, through who manages my retirement through my company. And so... Everyone should figure out who that person is. Yes. And or if you're working through a different agency like ours is Fidelity, Mm -hmm. have a sit down with them. Ours is TIAA. And yes, have a sit down with them. For us, they they come to us once uh twice a year i think um but you can always reach out to this person whenever you have a question it does not need to be a in-person sit down but i had a ton of questions about where i was what i was putting in how much i should be putting in and thankfully almost like four and a half years ago when i started this i had put in what i was able to and which was the max amount that I could. And so it was a great conversation with this person to say, this is where you are. And I was like, okay, 
Can I do more? Should I do less? What do you think? What does my plan look like? And so I have a much better understanding than I did four and a half years ago about why the amount of money that's there is there and what the plan looks like and and why it looks the way it does. And so if you have any questions, any questions about it, ask them because they are there just like my full count in Chelsea to help you be successful. They're always underutilized too. A thousand percent because people are embarrassed of what they don't know, I think at the end of the day. And so if you just kind of suck it up and like swallow your pride a little bit and realize that you might not know as much as you think you might know and ask those like big question mark questions, then you'll have a much better understanding. And and that allows you to plan for your future, which is why we have retirement funds. So that was a really big deal as well to kind of just say like, okay, I don't know what I don't know. So let me ask the questions yeah. of the experts. Um, and then my long-term goals. This was another conversation with Chelsea where I was able to say like, what do we get to do next? Now that I've met the, the first major goal, what do we get to look at next? And she has been so excited and so on board and like, whatever you want to do, we'll do it. We'll find a way to make it happen. Um, and so it's exciting to look at that next step and say, okay, now you have a long-term goal, not just like the immediate future, paying off the credit card, getting the emergency fund up and running. What, what is like way down the line that you want to look at next? Yeah, I think that's the cool thing about getting your budget under control and seeing new opportunities emerge because without the like next step goal, you're going to lose sight of it a little bit. Yep. But having long-term like big, huge things that you're saving for seem kind of like, like in my case, the idea of paying off a college loan Mm -hmm. is like, you're just slowly chipping away at that piece by piece (laughs) for what seems like forever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it really was like, 10 years Mm -hmm. so that's the exciting thing is like if you put little by little into something one day you're gonna hit that mark where you're like i did it i've reached this long-term goal and i feel success again yes and you have another amazing goal that you can start to save for like you know say a retirement home uh in a community where you can golf and play tennis all day if that's something that's appealing to you that doesn't sound so bad as long (laughs) as it has a pool i'm good yeah, like maybe one day I'll take tennis up again. Ooh, long-term <laughs> financial goal, tennis. <laughs> so the way that I have evolved my budget in some way is really thinking big picture. Um, and I think if you've broken down your budget and know where your money is going, it gets to a point where you naturally don't overspend in areas where you're used to. Mm-hmm. That's just... The way that it works, mm-hmm. much like what you were going through, is like these categories and dollars that I'm holding in my pocket are now restrictive. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm spending my money on. Um, so I think that's where you can start to think about stepping back and setting a wider budget goal or like different boundaries around how you're spending money. Um, so for me, it turns into a lot of daily or weekly spending. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of how I've broken it down for the way that it makes sense in my brain of like how to not overspend money. Um, And it's less about categories and specific dollar amounts in those categories and more about um, how that looks from a a range. Mm -hmm. So like maybe it's $40 a day that I have available to me or $250 a week and I can use that $250 on 
whatever I want within right. that time frame. Um, but that really helps keep me in check. And then everything in excess of that goes right into my savings. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that is really helpful as far as just like the the day-to-day um, because I agree with you. I think that at a certain point, categories get restrictive or because you are like, I get it. I know that I shouldn't, you know, go out and buy this $100 pair of shoes once every week. Right, right. And, <laughs> that's, and, that's, <laughs> and that's exactly where I was, which is crazy to even think about. Yeah. Like, that's where I was living, was that th- that's a totally okay practice to do whenever I felt like. Yeah. And so that's why, like, that moment was so important. But then when you're like, oh... <laughs> That makes sense to like, not do I've that. I've broken that <laughs> terrible habit of it, buying. You remember shoes my like my inbox with my emails? That was a huge problem. Oh, <laughs> couldn't resist a sale. I couldn't. They made it so appealing. Yeah. So in in my sense, I think um, I'm starting to think about investing in a different way. So like retirement has, I've always had like my 401k in check and like mm-hmm. made sure that all those dollar amounts were where I wanted to be. But I'm thinking about it from an automatic payments uh, standpoint now. So I have an IRA that I've set up, and I'm upping my 401k percentage come New Year. That's taken automatically out of my paycheck. Mm -hmm. And it goes right into my online savings account. My IRA gets automatic payments. And for me, this is my best savings tool because I don't see that money. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't exist to me. Right. And if I can exist without this extra money, like it, I treat it like it's a bill where it's like that $50 is a bill. It's being auto debited from my checking account. I don't need it. I don't see it. But if you have the $50 in your hand and then someone takes it away and puts it away. You're like, that's you're my like, money. I used to have $50 and now I don't have $50. And so I feel like. Slighted. I feel like angry and slighted. Someone stole from me. <laughs> but if it's. You never saw this $50. You didn't even know you had it. Exactly. But you have it. You just aren't seeing it. And you checked on it a few months later. You're like, whoa. You're like, I'm rich. (laughs) So I think that's something that is really helpful for me um, and something that I'm starting to implement more in terms of just like the various areas now where I have savings accounts Mm because I have an online, I have like my normal like local bank one Mm -hmm. and I think that that's important to think about like you know how can I have a grasp on this so one thing that's coming next is thinking about investing yay goals very exciting um so I'm looking into companies that I stand behind because that's something that's really important to me and also a very common theme for women who Mm -hmm. are investing so yeah it's all about emotions why wouldn't you if you love and care about Everlane, could you invest in Everlane? Mm. Perhaps, Sydney. Don't even give me that idea. I already <laughs> give them so much money. <laughs> um, so that's something I'm thinking about. And then looking into other index funds that might be helpful or like the the robo investing apps that exist. Mm. Perhaps that's something to just like diversify my portfolio. Shut up. <laughs> Words I never thought I'd say. Feels good though, right? I literally never imagined being here in this in this moment right now where I'm saying I'm comfortable and now I'm thinking about investing. Yeah. But remember when we talked about this a year ago? That was one of the things that we wanted to get to eventually. Yeah. And we never saw, saw it Never coming. saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't imagine it being like I had hoped. A year later. Yeah. But, you know. 
So uh, next on the docket, I think also is just like super big money savings. Things that aren't even real yet. House down payment, mm-hmm. new car. Sure. That's probably the closest because my car is 10 years old She's as of 2019. She's been seeing some years. <laughs> Someone recently was like, what? <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. It gets me from A to B. I and love, you're very diligent about her service. Yes. <laughs> so these all seem like things that are so far off. But as I mentioned, it's like, Little by little, mm-hmm. throwing those automatic payments to an account that I don't touch is good for me. Slow but steady growth is the goal. That's my phrase this year. <laughs> Another thing that I thought about that might be fun is a treat yourself savings account or like little fund or like envelope or something. I don't know how to how to approach it. Yeah, that sounds Yet, nice. But um, reaching a dollar amount that allows me to uh, purchase or fund things that seem still seem extravagant to me. So like massages, facials, manis and petties. Mm-hmm. These are all things that I like, it actually pains me to spend money on, right. but it's so important for my self-care and like <laughs> well-being and happiness. Absolutely. Um, so I think that that's like the idea of having intentional frivolous Yes activities to to fund absolutely seems like a fun idea that i might explore right and like again when you plan for it it's something that you've said this is important to me and i'm going to make room for it yeah so there you go and that for me the planning is important because then it's not reckless (laughs) exactly and that because i can head to reckless real well and that it's so scary how fast reckless happens you're like screw like you flip the table in your mind and you just hand over your credit card and you're like i deserve this today (laughs) that's exactly yeah it's it's dangerous territory you're like i i know (laughs) flashbacks i remember (laughs) (laughs) so as we think about new budgets for 2019 conveniently at the start of the year for us yeah for both of us hopefully for all of you um you can take a peek at what you're working on and working toward and see where you might make adjustments here and there because i think as you reach or are working toward your goals there's always just like it is with everyday life from a budget standpoint you can make necessary tweaks to Mm -hmm. Fit your needs. Absolutely. And don't be so restrictive. Have a little fun. Have a little fun. Understand what your limits are, then realize when you've been able to actually internalize them and give yourself a break. For sure. Makes a difference. Shall we break? Let's break. Feeling like a queen yet? Find us on Instagram and Twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it. Find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week.